Hey Val. Hey Al. Welcome to the Deep Commentaries trailer. Welcome to you and welcome to all our potential listeners. We're just two pals re-watching, reviewing, and reliving in the glory days of all Disney Channel original movies. Join us every other Tuesday for games, laughs, and chats about all of the hot dads. Looking forward to having you join us for D-Commentaries, as well as all of the other podcasts here on the Trident Network. Find us wherever you pod. Um, oh my god, hey. Welcome to Disney Adults, the podcast where Chicago comedians review Disney properties from the perspective of adults. We've made it to the Avengers, the movie that truly started it all. I know I said that about Iron Man, however, this is the first time we've ever seen a crossover superhero movie work like this. And if it, this movie had been a huge flop, which some of us thought it would be, I don't know that we would be here right now. Um... This movie has gone on to gross $1.5 billion and begin the formula that would support the greatest movie franchise of all time. We're doing something a little bit different this time. I am not joined by comedians today. I am actually joined by two of my friends, Frank and Amanda, who are actually cosplayers. That's right. Damn near professional cosplayers. Uh, And I couldn't do a whole MCU season without devoting at least one episode to the cosplay community. If you would like to support their, um, follow them on Instagram and check out their cosplay adventures, you can follow Frank at Old Fashioned Nerd, spelled how you would imagine. And you can follow Amanda at Back Issue Designs, spelled how you would imagine. So without further ado, let's get into the spice world of superhero movies, The Avengers. Here we go. Hello, how are you guys? We're good. Amazing. Oh my god, I'm joined with Frank and Amanda, two great, great friends. And we have to start off the at the top of the podcast and address something. You guys are not comedians. Not nope. on purpose. You, you are, uh, <laughs> you are um, both incredibly funny. But also, um, cosplayers and comic book fans. Yes. Out of everybody in my life, I have a lot of comic book fans, but you two are the ones I think of having the most... Um, DC knowledge of my friends, which is part of the reason I, <laughs> I was, I did ask you which one was like your favorite, I think, Frank. Yeah. Because I was just in the middle of planning. Sure. And I was hoping that, I was either going to give you the worst Marvel one <laughs> so that you guys can come in and say like, DC rules and this is why Marvel sucks. <laughs> right. Uh, but then we decided to go with, uh, honestly, a phenomenal yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Let's start yeah. from the top. Amanda, okay. how did you feel about this? Just general thoughts at the top of the movie. So, yeah, when um, this movie first came out, I absolutely fell in love with it, like right out the gate. Um, I was a huge fan of Captain America, the first Avenger. I thought that movie was also incredible. Mm -hmm. But this one legitimately blew my mind. And I felt like we hadn't seen anything like this since X-Men. Yeah. Anything this. I mean, yes, Iron Man was revolutionary because it was the the first one of this kind of life of MCU. But... It just, it immediately captured my attention. And also, I feel like, unless you were an adult at the time of this release, you don't realize how big of a feat it was to combi- to have a crossover movie like this. It had yeah. never been done before. I remember reading articles and being like, it's going to flop. There's no mm-hmm. way this is sustainable. Which, at the time, had never been done. So, of course. Even right. the X-Men, you kind of know you're getting all these people at once. Yeah. Right. 
Yep. But this was so, I loved it then and I loved it rewatching it, especially after watching a couple of the duds that came before <laughs> it. How about you, Frank? Uh, I had seen, I'm, the, really all I knew about Marvel as a whole were the X-Men. I knew of other characters, yeah. but I didn't know, I mean, obviously as much as we do now, uh, yeah. the MCU has kind of made nerd culture almost more mainstream than mm-hmm. it was however many years ago yeah. now, 12 or whatever. But um, when I remember every time a movie would come out, I would be with a person nerdier than me in the theater because I've seen all of them from the beginning in the theater. Yeah. And so when my family and I went and saw Iron Man, I didn't know who Iron Man was. And I thought Iron Man, and this is, I, I tell people this all the time, this isn't a secret. I thought Iron Man and the Rocketeer were the same person. <laughs> <laughs> and so... <laughs> So I was, we were like, well, let's go see Iron Man. Sure, the yeah. trailers look cool. And so uh, literally every time I would see a movie, I would lean over in the theater and say, okay, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, who's that? Uh, and so when I've seen, I, we went and saw Avengers in theater, and it, it was immediately my new like favorite Marvel movie. I remember being upset that they were making an Iron Man movie because I wanted more X-Men movies. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I wanted more X-Men characters. Um, by the way, I don't know if this is a thing. I know in my personal life, anybody who reads comic books doesn't really read Marvel stories outside of Spider-Man and that like Spider-Man Daredevil thing and then X-Men. X-Men yeah. is really the Marvel story and it feels like it's in a completely different universe. It doesn't even feel like these characters are connected or anything um, but when Iron Man first came out I remember being upset about it. <laughs> I remember being like they're going to waste the blockbuster on this when they could be doing another like, X-Men movie yeah. or, or an origin whatever. Something. Anything. So, oh, yeah. Well but, what's really interesting about that too is something the MCU does really, really well is makes you care about characters that nobody cared about or knew or knew existed. about before because for a brief moment in my history, I worked in a comic book store when all of these movies were coming out and it was so interesting to watch comic books that weren't X-Men yeah. or like the really mainstream ones start to get like Doctor Strange. They started, Who they started would selling. Who would yeah. have thought that? Like the sales in that spiked. Yeah. So that's one thing the MCU does really well mm-hmm. is it makes you care yeah. about characters you never thought you'd care about. Yeah. yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. I had never heard mm-hmm. of them. I, I had <laughs> seen posters on comic book store windows, but I was like, who are the Guardians of the Who Galaxy? Cares? And then the trailer came out and you're like, yeah, okay. And then now it's <laughs> huge. Honestly, yeah. anything having to do with uh, comic book stories in space, I didn't care. Mm-mm. I was like, I don't need to go to space. I have Star <laughs> Wars for space. And then after Guardians of the Galaxy and even Captain Marvel, like I've always thought Captain Marvel was, and we'll get into that later, later. Actually, sure. let's get into this movie because this movie is like three right. yeah, yeah, yeah. damn hours yeah. long. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard not to talk about the Avengers without talking about all the characters. It's, uh, it's so, uh, yeah. All right, so let me start from the top. I'm going to read from Wikipedia as I say all the time. If this shit is wrong, that is not my fault. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, uh, the Asgardian Loki enters the other. Oh, encounters the other. See, I have a fifth grade reading level. The, the Asgardian Loki encounters the other. Who's, I did not know that was that thing's name. It was like nope. a Same. slug in armor. Yep. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the leader of an extraterrestrial race known as the Chitari. In exchange for receiving or for retrieving the Tesseract, a powerful energy source of unknown potential, the other promises Loki an army with which he can subjugate Earth. Nick Fury, director of espionage agency S.H.I.E.L.D., arrives at the remote research facility where 
uh, physician or physicist Dr. Eric Selvig is leading a team experimenting on the Tesseract. So I'm going to jump in real quick because Absolutely. something that I'm sure you've noticed since you've already talked about Thor, how the heck did Loki survive? We have, they just don't even acknowledge don't, it. Like he it. fell off into this chasm of space and no. here he's just chilling. He's, he's just like, alive. Oh, Hey, he's yeah, breathe. I'm going to take over the world now. Can yeah. breathe in space. Yeah. 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 Um, another interesting thing. I was like, Oh my God, here comes my dog. <laughs> he has a lot to say. <laughs> um, I liked the way it opened. I liked that the way Loki was introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that he immediately took over those two people's like things. By the way, I'm so... I have no willpower. I would immediately be like turned into a, a, <laughs> a little zombie, zombie thing. Yeah. Stupid thing. Um, I guess I'm confused though because like when you know the later movies and more about the Tesseract, like how does this mind control thing work? Like, well, it seems like a really weird power. It's a weird thing because they say in this movie that that the scepter, scepter thing? is powered by the Tesseract. Right. right. We learn in later movies, it's actually powered by the Mind Stone. Oh. Because Base? they crack it open and they put it in what's in Vision's head, I think. Let me check. I thought it was the Space mm. Stone, which is blue, right? Well, in this movie, there's it was, so many stones. In this I can't keep movie, it was the space stone because that's how they created the wa- the teleport right. thing from space to here. So if it's the here. space stone, how right. the heck does it control minds? <laughs> yeah. Okay. First of all, the sentence I put into Google is, <laughs> "Who is the scepter in Avengers powered by?" What? <laughs> but it got me the answer. It said the scepter in uh, the scepter was a weapon that is powered by the mind stone. Oh. What so then how does it Yeah. I think it was just a convenient <laughs> when they got to Avengers 2 they were like okay we need something. Yeah. yeah. But um we could forgive him for that. But <laughs> it was yeah it was interesting to see him being able to take over all these people's minds. Mm-hmm. Um and they go with him the the opening scene I remember being like sitting in the theater being like this movie's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> like all the, all the helicopters, the, the everything's falling apart and shit. What I thought was really interesting in this little like bit here is I got basically Stargate mixed with Terminator vibes, right? <laughs> like <laughs> you get this big portal that basically looks like the Stargate and then yeah. Loki's like down on his one knee, like bent over like Arnold Schwarzenegger when he comes in on Terminator, yeah. except he's fully clothed, which, you know. Who wants that? Who wants that? <laughs> Not, but, yeah. I started to, develop, after the Loki series, I've really developed a crush on him. But mm-hmm. before that, I He's did. He's so charismatic. He yeah. is. Like, he really is. Yeah. Also, something else interesting. All these scientists in this room, all these physicists in this room. Yep. Who figures out that this is a, a gateway? Hawkeye. <laughs> Who's just casually, like, <laughs> casually just, like, doors open from both sides, don't they? And everybody's like, what? I've never studied doors. That's why I went home. Um, also, I love that they shot him quick. Like, Hawkeye shot that guy quick. Like, immediately was like, didn't waste a moment. I was like, that's fucking badass. <laughs> um, so then, they get, Loki steals the Tesseract, they get away, and they go to hide. We don't see him for a while. Because then the next almost hour of the film is one by one introducing the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Which I liked the way they did it. It, it didn't feel forced. It didn't or... feel forced. It didn't feel, like, too long. Mm-hmm. They were like, you've seen the mo- previous movies, we're assuming. Mm-hmm. So, and if you didn't, here's a small gist. This is what you need to know. Yeah. Captain America can punch a punching bag off the royal wall. 
yeah. that's all you need and he's a good guy yeah. that's what you need Iron Man he's so a question. narcissist and go ahead exactly question yeah. <laughs> who is of the Avengers let's yeah. rate our Avengers of like this this movie's Avengers so okay. uh, Iron Man Thor Hulk Captain, Captain America, America Nat and Clint yeah mm-hmm. who are your think which one do you like the most and which one do you like the least we don't need to go through all six but I've always been a huge fan of Captain America Cap's my favorite there's something about really? it's, one. I know yeah. it's, there's <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, there's something about the lawful good character that he is, he, yeah. He's such and his a good character, noodle. yeah, he is a good noodle. His, <laughs> <laughs> his character arc though is really interesting because he starts to question the law, and yeah. which I really kind of think is a cool, like for I his like, level of honor mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then my my least favorite's Hawkeye. Sorry, Hawkeye. <laughs> I get that. I mean, he's really kind of Delta Force. They, they yeah. In, and in all these movies, they he could have been so much cooler. Yep. Like he yeah. does, he gets a few cool shots out, but I feel like just overall he's kind of bland. Yeah. And I feel like with without powers, he, they could make him so cool to make up for him not having powers. Because they, I feel like they do that with Black Widow. Yeah, they, yes, they yeah, take absolutely. a whole between scene her stunts like, and. And I remember watching it being like. Now that's why she's an Avenger. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting in the theater being like, see, you can punch a brick wall through whatever, but mm-hmm. you can't get any information when, out of anybody, you dumbass. <laughs> when, when she needs to get to the top of the building and yeah. she, she uh, Amanda's like, she's a person. She's, <laughs> she doesn't have any powers. She's just a person. And she just runs and jumps off Cap's shield and is hanging by a ship. And she, Amanda's so like, nope, cool. nope. Yeah, exactly. Uh, who's your favorite, least favorite? Favorite Captain favorite America? Favorite is Captain America. Uh, least favorite of them is probably it, also Hawkeye. Yeah. I think. That makes sense. I think. They felt more like supporting characters, and yeah. it felt like the, the three, Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor, were the Avengers. And Hulk even felt like a side-ish yeah. character. He, he had some great moments. They all did, but, mm-hmm. you know. If you would have asked me before... Watch rewatching these for this podcast. I probably would have said something similar. My rewatching this now for some reason. I don't know what about rewatching these. I love Tony Stark. Tony, <laughs> 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 sorry. Uh, he's I, he's got some sassy one-liners, and those were the ones that oh were making gosh. us actually, especially in Avengers, laugh out loud. especially he, in Avengers. Yeah, he. I really like him. I I am my least favorite. I just felt like he had such like virgin energy. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, he he was like just so. He's very much out of his element in this whole movie. And like, he woke up yesterday and and it was 70 years ago (laughs) where everyone's a virgin. (laughs) And and so you got to give him like. It's been three days, and he's he, like, "Oh, aliens exist." Okay, he cool. Does, he does grow into one of my favorite characters because I think throughout the MCU he develops that arc that you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, he starts to realize like his morality isn't based in patriotism as much yep. as it is in his own morality. Yep, and that's really inspiring. But for the first two movies, he's in, I do I like him in Captain America. Mm-hmm. I like he Peggy is, Carter more. He's a boy sure. scout, but. And I like to watch him because mm-hmm. I do like to be like, he is who I should more aspire to be. But when Tony is like, that line where he's like, uh, take off that shield, what are you? And he's like, 
playboy philanthropist billionaire genius yeah i was like you're damn right you are. <laughs> you're damn right you and that ugly goatee <laughs> <laughs> well and i'm gonna kind of keep going forward with this plot when we're first introduced to black widow yeah and she is doing this whole interrogation quote unquote mm-hmm. she is so she good is so great and Truthfully, I think the MCU kind of did her a little dirty because yeah. the this whole movie, she's a total badass. Yeah. Like the her fighting in that chair is one of the coolest scenes. Yeah, it is and so cool. Be, from after after this, it just kind of she just kind of peters out a little bit, and I feel like they stopped using her to her full potential. Mm-hmm. She in this movie and in in uh, Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Mm-hmm. Is like the in my opinion the pinnacle of that character. Also, I have to give credit where credit's. I'm not a huge Scarlett Johansson fan as a person. Okay, she's so good mm-hmm. as the, she deserves every dollar she squeezed out of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I am sorry, she really makes this. She's the, my, probably my second favorite character here, and the only reason that Tony is in my brain, like I gravitate towards towards him more, is because we've had like two full movies that center him, so I know yeah. his character more. Yeah. Right. But she's so good when they see her. She's so good when she's like running from the Hulk. She's yeah. just fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. She interrogates him. Everything about yeah. her is cool. Yeah. I wrote down that her character, her her as a character, not Scarlet. Yeah. But also Scarlet's acting. Yeah. But Natasha's acting within each the different scenes that she's in when she's talking to. Uh, banner to try to oh. get him to join and you could see like the tears welling in her eyes Jeez. to manipulate him into re- uh, yeah. uh, lowering his guard mm-hmm. and then she does it again obviously with Loki but I thought there was a third time but she she as N- N- uh, Natasha is mm-hmm. acting uh, and to manipulate the situation okay mm-hmm. so that's interesting you say that when I watched it I took it as she's acting the whole way through this as though she's not really scared and then you see her get scared. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, and maybe it, it could go. Yeah, but I, yep. she's just so good. Yeah, that character is so good. That that whole scene with the fight, like, this made me laugh out loud when she says, "Can I put you on hold?" Yeah, and calls it in his face where he's like just patiently waiting. Like this isn't like, his first time being on hold. And, like, the scream. He's just like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. You know who else I loved? Pepper Potts. Yeah, I yep. love Pepper Potts. Mm-hmm. Also, kind of like sidelined i mean she's not really a huge character in the comics i don't believe i haven't read i've read a few iron man iterations but i've never seen anything where she has been front and center as a hero she doesn't like evolve like shuri or some of the other side characters right right yeah but she carries that she's so good gwyneth paltrow is so good as her yeah Yep. She makes you care about Tony more than Tony would care like yep. if it was Tony alone. Yeah, I wrote down uh Pepper is perfect. She her character is perfect at talking to Tony to make Tony want to be better. Yeah. Like she almost I mean they're together in this movie, yeah. but he, she talks to him almost like a toddler. Like you would like not you like a to. toddler, but like <laughs> you would have to talk to a toddler to make him be like, "Oh yeah, that's a good idea or whatever. Yeah. And then on so that, good. I don't know if you caught when Agent Colson shows up uh, and she stands up and she's like, oh, uh, Phil? Uh, Phil. Tony goes, uh, no, his first name is Agent. Yeah. <laughs> and then later, so I mean, uh, everyone who's watching this should have seen the movie, so it's not a spoiler, but when yeah, later, had 10 years, <laughs> it's to been watch. a long time uh, <laughs> later when Colson dies um, uh, and Tony is fighting uh, Loki, she goes, he tells Tony tells Loki, there's one more man you pissed off. His name was Phil. 
and like I just got goosebumps. But like yeah. <laughs> he didn't know his name at the beginning, and in that short time yeah. that he got to know Agent Phil Coulson, he learned his name and and like cared about him enough to avenge him. Yeah. And so I was just like, oh, he learned his name, and he's like, he's not agent anymore. It's so interesting because that Phil Coulson has such a larger role, mm-hmm. and somehow, even though he does in the main movies die here. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember watching it last night and thinking, or this weekend and being like, oh my God, I can't believe he's, we're only four movies in and he's gone. He feels like he's in everything. Yep. And you also somehow, he's such a big presence going forward still that you feel him like, you, I forgot that the major inciting incident is his death. Right. Also like, Fuck the crew, I guess, who've been just like dropping out of the sky. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. But like the guy we had brunch with this morning. <laughs> yeah. Is uh. also his horny bit was so funny. He was like kind of horny for Captain America. Mm. Yeah. Multiple times too. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I said that my I wrote down um that like Coulson geeking out is the one like a funny so shtick. Funny. And I'm so glad they put that in because mm-hmm. my favorite movie at the is at the end of Captain Well, my favorite part of the movies is at the end of Captain America where the kids have the garbage top painted like his shield. I just imagine like the inspiration that Captain America mm-hmm. brought to this whole that was generation oh, of children. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of, and this is truly a spoiler alert for the movie Black Widow. I'm going to repeat. <laughs> this is a spoiler alert for the movie Black Widow. Actually, now they say it out loud. I don't know that it is. <laughs> <laughs> But there's, if you've seen that movie, it takes place like halfway through the MCU, Mm -hmm. even though it's released like two months ago. Yeah. There's a, I saw this online, there's an alternate ending. Yep. Where they do a very similar thing with her, where you see her impact on all these kids who are like playing Avengers. And it is so much better than the fart, crappy, shithole end credit scene. And the end credit scene is not even that bad. It's pretty like, oh, cool. Yeah. But then when you see what it could have been, you're like, who yeah. is making the decisions around here? Yeah. Yep. No wonder she sued. <laughs> <laughs> also, when Thor comes to get Loki and is like, I'm taking him back to Asgard and we're going to be together. I'm like, you can get away with anything in Asgard. Mm-hmm. You really, they got loose laws over in Asgard. He was like, no, we're just going to go back and like, you can be a part of the family again. <laughs> I was like, didn't you just try to take over a planet? <laughs> what the fuck? Um, Loki is, oh, so then Loki is in, uh, here, let me see. So in response, Fury, uh, we get the Avengers initiative. Everybody comes to the other Avengers. Oh, the Avengers become divided over the approach for Loki and the revelation that S.H.I.E.L.D. plans to harness the Tesseract to develop powerful weapons as a deterrent against hostile terrestrials, which by the way, I know it's shady, but you got to do what you got to do. I can't punch a brick hole through, like I can't punch a hole in a wall. I need a weapon. Yeah. And these people come from space. Yeah. Um, As they argue, Loki has possessed the agents who attack the helicarrier, has the possessed agents attack the helicarrier, and the stress causes Banner to transform into the Hulk. Stark and Rogers work together to restart the damaged engine. Thor attempts to stop the Hulk's rampage. Romanoff knocks Barton unconscious, breaking Loki's uh, mind control, which... Sure. Yeah. 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 Plot device. (laughs) just punch him really hard in the head. Yeah. yeah. God forbid you fall. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's what happened to Selvig later. He, yeah. fell, he fell. There was an explosion. Oh he my fell, God, yeah. And he woke up and he was fine. <laughs> that's, uh, that's some pretty that's, weak mind control. Yeah. Come on, Loki. I do like, it's very comic book. It's very much like, hit him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Loki escapes after killing Coulson and Fury, and then this is what essentially kicks off the Avengers. Um, Can I... I was so mad that Nick Fury took those mint condition cards that were probably worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. They covered them in blood. A collector here, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, yep, yep. I was like... Oh, oh, no. Those could have been worth something. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Ruined. Ruined. I, I have a couple things uh, between our last bit and what you all you just read. Yeah. Um, so when Thor comes to get Loki and he's like, you know, come back home and he's like, and Loki's like, did anyone mourn me? And he's like, I did. We all did. Like, yeah. And he's like, oh, uh, father mourned you. And he's like, your father. And he's like, no. And so like, I wrote down like, it's a shame that Loki couldn't see all the good things that he actually does have um thor cares for him uh they mourned him he literally says come home yeah it's not hey come home and we're gonna arrest you it's come home and let's just kind of you know put this behind us and whatever and and loki can't for whatever reason get past his jealousy or whatever it is um but you gotta that fight scene between Thor and Iron Man yeah is amazing oh, and all I imagine is, so is you know that meme of Michael Jackson from Thriller just eating the popcorn <laughs> that's Loki in this fight because he doesn't yeah. leave he doesn't, he doesn't run leave. away no. like, he just sits up on that rock and waits for them to be done like what so, um, so funny so <laughs> I I wrote this down and it's it's one of your questions later but I don't know if I should wait take until, it now yeah okay yeah. so grow so and move and adapt uh, and so Thor <laughs> Iron Man and Cap are all or uh, Thor and Iron Man are fighting in the woods. Um, uh, Cap shows up late because he jumped out of the plane with a parachute and didn't kind of fly down. He finally gets down there. He's standing up there on the rock, and he all he goes like they had just like blasted each other. And uh, Cap goes, "Hey, that's enough." <laughs> and <laughs> and I looked at Amanda and I was like, "Oh my God, Cap has hot dad energy." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he also like is not a wordsmith. No, and no. in Captain America. <laughs> He, Jake pointed this out on the episode. He, when he like meets uh, Red Skull's like, you just don't give up, do you? And then Cap goes, nope. Yeah. And then like kicks him. I was like, okay. And then later on, they're on the plane. It's, uh, they're not supposed to do something, but they go to hijack a plane. Cap and whoever else he's, that's with him. And the guy goes, hey, you don't have authorization. And Cap goes, son, just don't. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) what? And then the guy just like gets out of his way. He like, is truly a seventy-year-old man. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> Hot dad. Um, and so then uh, these two were just fun facts. Uh, uh, one, and I'm sh- I don't know if people already know this or if it's common knowledge or what. But I probably don't. Two, two uh, fun facts about where we are in the plot is uh, when they come on when Robert Downey Jr. comes on the helicopter. Heller, Hella. Nope, we're going to skip that word. We're going to call it the plane. He, when he comes on the big plane. How um, many of us need to struggle with that before we... He, um, he is, is just shooting off one-liners and talking real fast, and then he looks over and he goes, that man is playing Galaga. Didn't think we would notice. We did. So funny. That was improvised by Robert oh, Downey Jr., and then genius. in post, they altered his computer screen to yeah. make him be playing Galaga. Oh, um, so funny. And then the other one, also with Robert Downey Jr., is that um, in the in the scene where he's talking to Cap, and I think, um, um, the uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, Bruce, Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner is in there. And uh, in that scene, he has a bag of blueberries, 
and uh, they weren't allowed to eat on set, so Robert Downey Jr. would hide snacks around the set <laughs> and use it for the scene. So it, it's not in the script that he's eating blueberries. He just hit it wherever, picked it up, and just started munching on them and oh made God. it part of the scene. And then he goes, blueberry? <laughs> and like that wasn't scripted at all. They had to write um, it into his character. That's how often he sn- hid he, snacks on yeah, set. Yeah, yeah. He's always, he was like munching, so they were like, okay, I guess we're yeah. just staring into this because we yeah. can't stop yeah. him from He's smuggling gonna have snacks. Him. Uh-huh. Also, like, why can't you have snacks on set? Mm. Right. I don't know if it... Costuming, I don't know. they don't want to... Grease somebody dripping. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Um, there was a couple things in that scene where, or in that time, like, when they're still on the plane. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I was reading it off of the Wikipedia and I couldn't say it. I was sounding it out in my brain. Um, the plane... <laughs> How, what is it? Helicopter carrier? Helicarrier. Hella... It shouldn't be this hard. No. Helicarrier. Too Perfect. Words. Too many Wonderful. Syllables. Too many letters. It's like, the bring plane. it up into two words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the helicarrier, one of my favorite things was when I thought a very funny line, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, when he's talking to Loki, and he's like, you don't even know what real power is. And Samuel L. Jackson says, <laughs> well, let me know if real power wants a magazine. <laughs> I thought that was so, that took me out. There was also a part where I think it was, once again, Captain America or somebody was like, an army from outer space. I thought that was so good writing because nobody since the 50s has said outer space. Right. You know what I mean? Just space. So the Avengers become divided over how to... Oh, we've read this already. Um, So then we sort of get to the end. The rest of the movie is kind of a fight scene. That's right, yeah. Thor, like, goes down in this thing. Yep. uh, And then I guess flies back. I forgot how he gets back. Uh, Yeah, because he has hammer. Hulk lands in this pit of garbage or like in a building. <laughs> Whoever that man is. <laughs> I looked him up. I looked him up. He's p- since passed. Oh, okay. So they can't bring him back. They have to bring back somebody to play. I want that to be a running <laughs> gag. It was so <laughs> funny. Yeah. Everything that man said <laughs> yeah. was perfect. I don't understand the physics of Hulk's clothing. <laughs> because every time he transforms, the he rips out fit. of his shirt, right? Like, yeah. the shirt was his human size, and now he's Hulk size. But somehow his pants yeah. only rip at the ankle. Yeah, he only buys Adidas. <laughs> yeah, it's so And so weird. they stretch with uh, him. And, yeah. then, and then he wakes up, and he's butt-ass naked. Yeah, butt-ass well, nude. You fell out of the sky, buck ass nude. <laughs> you got a condition. <laughs> it's such as a if, funny as if he character. doesn't know, like so yeah. funny. I want the MCU to hire an improviser to come in and play that here. Like at one moment where something insane happens that you need to get the audience believing that this could happen. Right. All you need is one person to say this is crazy. <laughs> and then the audience is like, yeah, right? Okay, we're all in it. They know it's crazy. Oh, so funny. So then Roger Stark, Romanoff, Barton, Thor, and the Hulk rally to defend New York City because they do open up this portal. And these, the Chitari are, first of all, I've watched this movie so many times. I don't know what their faces look like. No. I've and the one at, takes his mask off and, I'm and still like, like what am I looking at? It's yeah. just CGI garbage. You know what it looks yeah. like? It looks like one of those... Did you ever put a gumball machine and you get one of those sticky hands? Yeah. But yeah. after you've used it for too long and it's all <laughs> dirty on the end? Super dirty and not That's kind of what all. they look like. It's kind of like <laughs> an amalgamation of like weird things stuck mm-hmm. in goo. With teeth. Yeah. <laughs> With teeth. And, like, um, and the, the big 
the big uh, worm creature. Caterpillary things. Yeah. Those are fucking terrifying. I remember yeah. watching it in the theater. It even, the, I know what happens. Even this weekend, I was like, that shit would scar you for life. I don't know how the entire world doesn't have PTSD. Not just PTSD, <laughs> but like phobias of everything. Yeah. I'd be afraid of steel. I'd be afraid of <laughs> Wi Fi connections because they're all connected to space, like via space Wi Fi. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. <laughs> That things were horrifying. And they're like going through buildings like it's nobody's business. Like it's nothing. Also, on that note, it wasn't until the MCU where they started to address like what happens to people after this. And like at the time I was watching this bad Netflix show. They're not all bad, but they're some are they're hit and miss with like Daredevil and all those. Right. And they really sort of dove into what New York is like after this movie. Yeah. And it was the first time I remember before this, I used to have a big issue with blockbusters because I felt at the end, I couldn't help but wonder, like, who cleans up yeah. the world after right. these things? Like, what happens? Does insurance cover this? Like, <laughs> who? Well, what does the city look like for the next 10 years yeah. preparing for this? Yeah. Holy bananas. So, the CGI on the, the like, caterpillar, big Chitari animal, I'm sure yeah. there's a name for it. Who knows? Um, not me. Um, <laughs> but that animation is really cool, but the animation yeah. on their faces and them was kind of just crap, but I've noticed every time Iron Man's suit armor CGI is so good. Like yeah. when he jumps out of the building and he the armor, like he holds his arms out and the armor connects to his body while mm-hmm. he's so falling. Good. Yeah. That animation, the way all the little plates click yep. into place, it's so it all looks real. It's so fun to yeah. watch. Yeah. It's uh it's so weird to never to be fully watching these movies and not one part of your brain be like Oh, that's a cartoon. Oh, he's, <laughs> like, he's, he's hanging from strings with green screen around him yeah. with a fan blowing on him going like this. By the way. And nothing's happening. Every time the Marvel Instagram like shows before. and I don't want to yeah. see before no, pictures. No, no, no. I don't want to yeah. know what you're looking at. Right. Because then I go watch the movie and I'm like, these people are acting next to like truly like an above ground, sw- the inside yeah. of a swimming pool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah with a tennis um, ball like, on a stick. Yeah. That Robert Downey Jr., most of his acting when he's Iron Man is him probably in like a black room with a camera right in his face. He and does is... really good with it too. I know. Yeah. I'm like, just your face. As an actor, yeah. I couldn't even imagine being like, okay, you're just going to wear a green suit. It's going to be this. And you have to like, you're going to be talking to, because you know, Chris Evans isn't like line reading. It's right. like some PA yeah. on the side being like, it's made of electricity. <laughs> 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 he's so good yeah. well you're not wrong well you're not wrong I quote yeah. that all the time I think it's such a funny line so then we get to the end of the movie now let's take a minute because we do, we're making great time this movie is like 16 hours long <laughs> yeah let's talk about some of our favorite parts from the fight at the end okay mm-hmm. you've already mentioned one of my favorites which is Black Widow oh. they do such a good job with her about her being a weapons expert. She like yeah. immediately figures out these alien weapons. She jumps on that guy and like, yeah. she's so good. She's just a person. She's just, <laughs> and to your point, both of your points, Clint feels like a person. Right. He feels like, <laughs> he feels yeah. like, yeah, we had to go with people. Aliens are coming. Yeah. She there are only feels, so many super people. She's first string. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep, yeah. Absolutely. Clint yeah. is the coach's son. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. And he gets better over time, but like yeah. even during this movie, I remember watching it and 
now that he has this thing coming out, I'm a little more excited about him. But I remember thinking then, and I remember thinking now, like, a fucking bow and arrow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah. You have limited ammo. Use you have wisely. limited ammo that goes slower than everybody else's ammo. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb. Don't want to talk about the weather or the pandemic? Me either. No Wrong Answers, Non-Burning Questions to Kickstart Conversations is a conversation card game where you can ask life's least pressing but most important questions. Why talk about vaccine rates when you could debate questions like which cereal mascot would be the best kisser? Or you own a boutique candle shop. What is your least popular scent? These are the burning questions you should be asking. This card game is created by two of my friends, my personal friends, Paula Skaggs and Josh Linden. Yes, I have friends talented enough to create a card game. And if you love me, you love them and you'll love this game. No Wrong Answers is a deck of 70-plus conversation starters that you'll come back to and debate over and over again. This is great for dinner parties. It's great for Zoom happy hours, first dates, classrooms, prison visits, fast food drive throughs It literally, there's no place that these conversation starters won't work. Holidays are right around the corner somehow. And this would make a great gift. It would make a great thing to put out on the table to, you know, generate conversation between you and your family. You know how hard it is to catch up after you haven't seen each other in the year. What, are you going to talk about the fact that you share blood? No. You're going to reach for one of these cards and you're going to get the conversation started. And if it doesn't get better than that, a portion of the proceeds go to the Greater Chicago Food Depository. I mean, come on on. Listeners can use the code TRIDENT for 10% off of their purchase. Go to NoWrongAnswersGame.com. Once again, NoWrongAnswersGame.com. And use TRIDENT for 10% off your purchase. I mean, come on, y'all. This is fun talk and (laughs) not small talk. Um... What so I I don't know if either one of you know what was up with that waitress? She got so I, much screen time. She got here's what I think happened with her. Okay. I think she was a like a B plot line that they wrote into most of the movie. Oh, and there were deleted scenes that they just didn't out use of a lot of things. Oh. Yeah. I'm one I've never watched uh, why why they don't sell extended versions of these movies. I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if I can sit down and watch like a 14-hour uh, Lord of the Rings movie. Right. Um, I would watch extended versions of these. But I think she must have been in more. Because Adam, you're right. Out of nowhere, there's this waitress that we're all su- supposed to care about. And yeah. then she gets like a monologue at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Pancake house lady. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Um, I also loved uh, when the Hulk comes, it's big news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really cool. I remember when somebody saw this movie before me, they said, it's all about the Hulk. That's not how I would describe the movie, but I got it when I watched it. I was like, oh, they really knew what to do with him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was a little nervous that, like, because he's so big, I get really nervous with movies where, like, the superhero can be overpowered. When you stop yeah. caring because you're like, well, they're well, unstoppable. Can't lose. Right. Who cares? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Who cares about? Speaking of virgin energy, <laughs> I hate that guy. 
everybody was like, now that the, the his son is bisexual in the comics, and everybody's like, we can't have a bisexual Superman. I'm like, then get rid of all of them. Because they're all stupid. Who cares? Or Supergirl. Like, I guess she's cooler because she's, like, pretty, and I like pretty ladies, even though I'm gay. I'm re- so d- uh, anyway. Uh, but um, Thor has a really cool scene. Thor's really used well. Um, Captain America is great. Come to think of it, actually, like, he's great when he's on screen, but I don't remember a lot. Like, I remember everything that Iron Man and um, Black Widow do. Yeah. I was actually thinking, he was fairly quiet in this movie. Yeah. yeah. He had, like, a, like some lines about Loki here and there. Mm-hmm. But I, I was thinking about that, too. I was like, he really is here, and he's powerful, and he's yeah. kicking butt. But yeah. he's not really that active in the story, like, yeah. Yeah. Line. Yeah. I did like at the towards the end when they all team up for like the final plan that Iron Man passes the like leadership to Cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like he basically I forget the line but it's something along the lines of like what's the plan Cap and then pl- and then Cap uh, tells everyone exactly what to do and it's like it, he let go uh, Tony let go of his yeah. like narcissism or whatever for a second to n- to know that Cap would know how to do this. Tony has so great, his character arc is oh amazing, but when we watched this movie, I had like a moment where Cap says to Tony Stark, you're not the one to make the sacrifice play. Isn't that perfect? Oh, I was like, oh my gosh. And then the producers of this are like, let's, okay. let's make the next 30 movies about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so good. And then uh, I, uh, te- I didn't like cry, but I like teared up when uh, Tony takes the warhead into space. Cap says, you know, that's a one-way ticket. And Tony's like, yeah, it's fine. I got this. And then he goes to call Pepper to say goodbye. And I, the first time I watched it, I don't think I ever thought about it twice. Um, But I was watching it this time and I was like, Oh my, he knows he's going to die. He, he, he's calling (laughs) and she doesn't pick up. She doesn't pick up because she's she's watching it all on TV. And then he sees that she doesn't pick up and you see it like on his face. Like I, I, I was okay with dying if I could say goodbye, but I am not getting that chance. Here's why I like Iron Man and you two can have Captain America. (laughs) Because Iron Man is always the person to throw himself yeah. even from his first movie that he do a good job of like this is my mess i'm gonna clean it up this is my yeah. i'll do it yeah yeah and captain america because he's like from the 40s yeah and he's been asleep for 70 years <laughs> and he has that gross wig they he it's so well written that he's like you you don't you're not patriotic you wouldn't give to your country or whatever you're not right. that type of person and then not only do the writers be like, okay, not only in this movie is he going to be the one to do it, mm-hmm. in every time we yeah. ever see him. Yeah. Around. He saves the yeah. whole, all of Earth. Oh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. so he yeah. is the sacrifice yeah. play. I think, yeah. I think um, everyone in that room, when they were all arguing, I think all of them were just kind of arguing. You know how when you argue and you say things you don't actually mean? Oh, yeah. And also, like, like that thing is going off. Right. And like, oh, okay, yeah. they're being manipulated. They're being manipulated. But so, like, Cap said that, and he didn't mean it. And then uh, Tony said, everything special about you comes out of a bottle, which we know that's not true. Like, it's mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was telling Amanda, <clears throat> excuse me, I was telling Amanda um, that there's a scene where, the scene right when, and I, this is one of my favorite scenes when I saw it in theaters and every, every time I watch it, is when uh, Cap shows up, he's standing on the taxi and he's delegating stuff to the cops. And then the cops are like, why should I listen to you? And then the aliens come and he beats the shit out of them with the, with the shield and everything. Yeah. And then 
the cop turns around and he's like, hey, I need exactly what Cap so says, line for line. Funny. Love that. But but when when and I just learned this somewhat recently, when Cap is fighting the aliens, he like punches one, punches another, takes his shield and cuts off one of their arms. And the arm is inside the gun that the alien is using. And Cap grabs the gun, holds it like this, and you see the alien's arm fall out of the gun. And, then <laughs> <laughs> and it's something that like I'd never noticed until I saw like a YouTube I video about it. I can't see Devin's face, but he is <laughs> That's disgusted. so gross. I can't believe they spent all that time on that, but yet we don't even know what these things look like. Because their face is just like a junk drawer full of slime. Ugh. So I will say, too, if you... Um, this is a fun little game Frank and I came up with. It's called Find the Loki Hair Flip. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Tom Hiddleston lives that hair. He is that hair. So we get our first Loki hair flip in this movie. Yeah. And it cracked me up because it was <laughs> back-to-back scenes where you got Scar Jo, she lands and she does a hair flip. And literally like three seconds later, you got Tom Hiddleston doing the hair flip. Yeah. It's, but we the started, hair flip and Loki we in the started, show. Yeah. We started playing that game. Like we were like three episodes in, and I was like, "Oh my god!" If we do a shot every time he does a hair flip, if you rewatch Loki, just watch for his hair flips. He does at least two, two per three, episode. Yeah. yeah, per episode, and it's great. He, you have to with his hair. But yeah, like, no, I am a little upset they never got Thor's long hair. I mean, I think he, I think Chris Hemsworth just looks so much hotter with short hair. Same. So like, I'm not really complaining about the <laughs> up, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm like. With all the Viking hairstyles you could have done, he could have had crazy braids. He could have been like Game of Thrones-esque. They just like took a, and I know about wigs. (laughs) They took a lace front synthetic wig (laughs) and they shellacked it back. It is the ugliest <laughs> hair. I've, it looks better in the Avengers because yes, they like the they're movie. like let's Ooh. toss it around. Yeah, and then oh, I have to watch Thor two tonight. Oh, oh my sorry. god. Um, I wish because they they gave Loki his helmet almost the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I wish yeah. I wish Thor had his helmet even a little bit more because he wears it in Thor. He wears it yeah. in the movie and then takes it off and you like never see it again. And then I don't think he wears it one time in the Avengers movies. And I don't know if there was a reason for it or what, but I just love. I think it throws you know. At- they I think the studios and this is a little more about Thor, um, but hell, we make great time. We're at the end of the freaking movie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that helps when 50% of your movie is, is fight scenes. Fight scenes. <laughs> and not, yeah, not, not necessarily dialogue. Uh, I do think they just decide that the the like mythological, uh, like mystical elements of Thor don't work. So then mm. they like immediately make him like a space Viking. Right. Uh, in the MCU, pretty, I mean, which is kind of disappointing because I do think that would work. Like, I think yeah. the. Um, the mystical elements of like having the Viking, all that stuff. Like they get rid of his cape in this one yeah. almost yeah. immediately. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, it did look campy as hell, but I love when those shoulder pads go like out like <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. It's yeah. like so good. That brings us to the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Like so said, like it's a lot of fight and a lot of reestablishing of characters that have already been established in their solo movies. You know what is, so what the MCU does really well sometimes, sometimes not so much, but most of the time they do it, they really can tell a story through a fight scene. Yeah. Where yeah. a lot of action movies, it's like, we're chasing you to get this thing from you, or we're fighting you for this reason. And then this 15 minute chunk is just going to be that action, which right. is not always horrible. And right. in fact, they do a good job of like forwarding the plot through 
the elements of the story. Like, yeah, yeah, I never thought about that. Like before. the Hulk turning into the Hulk in the middle of this fight, yeah. then causes so many other things to happen. Yeah, um, yeah. There were two Hulk moments actually where, and I don't know if the one specifically was intentional, but there's the part where those giant worm caterpillars are. One is about to go into a building, like straight on into a building, mm -hmm. and the Hulk jumps to attack it and grabs it by like the mouth and turns it <laughs> so turns wild. it away from the building and i wasn't sure if the hulk was doing that to save the building like if he's that smart or whatever yeah. or if he's like yeah i'm helping or if i'm just smashing. going yeah if yeah. i'm just smashing and it just happened to save that building and then the other moment where that i liked was when tony passes out and he's just falling and everyone's just kind of looking and uh, right before it happened, I turned to Amanda and I said, "Does anyone tell Hulk to get him, or does he just get him?" And I was, and then it happens. Yeah. Hulk comes out of nowhere, grabs Tony, and brings him down. And I was like, "Okay, so that's whether it was intentional or not." Character development for Hulk that he's yeah. mindful enough to know that he has to save his falling friend. You friend. see him become more mindful in the movie, but then also they're so good that they are like. But when he gets to the bridge, he kind of just like tosses him. <laughs> yeah. He goes through the yeah. stuff. He's like, yeah. he's fine. But yeah, I'm not gonna hold him. Yeah. He's not a baby. Well, and like when you rewatch these movies, you. I've seen this movie many times, but yeah. you catch things you never noticed before, mm -hmm. or you find yeah. funny in a different way now yeah. that you're watching it from a different place. And. Who knows how much of that is me projecting that onto this movie? Because I've seen it so many times. <laughs> or like new things. But sorry, I interrupted you. No, you're good. Um, the the We both laughed out loud at this when, they, when Iron Man wakes up and he's like, I hope... It's <laughs> <laughs> already killing him. I hope so nobody stupid. kissed me, whatever. And But like they're like, we did it. And he just goes, yay. <laughs> <laughs> he's like laying on the ground full body and his arms just uh. lift up a little bit. And he's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> like, it was so like... So. Defeated and sarcastic, but but yeah. yay, yay. <laughs> right. Well, you both are, have listened to the podcast, so you know we have questions at the end. Yes. yes. The first one we like to start out with these MCU movies is on a scale of one to ten. How do we? How does this movie hold up? Now, if we're not comparing them to MCU movies, we're comparing them to just a movie in general. On a scale of Ooh. one to ten, no wrong answers. How do you feel? I'd say for me, it's probably between like a seven and an eight. Okay. Because, like I said, it is a lot of fight scene and establishing of characters, which, again, when you get these kinds of movies, you don't... That's what they kind of have to be. Yeah. Um, but I think as it ages, I think the CGI is going to get... We already are like that CGI. Yeah. I wonder if Disney Plus will start like investing in redoing the CGI. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, because like, I feel like as time goes on, we're going to look back at this and we're going to see the CGI and be like, ugh. So I think it holds up now, but I don't know that it will continue to hold up like as we move six forward. six years or something. Yeah. 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 I could see that because, I mean, the Lord of the Rings mostly hold up. There's only one or two scenes where you're with the Lord of the Rings where you're like, ugh. And it's always also... Gollum. <laughs> oh, for me, always... it's Legolas running up the leg of that elephant that is, thing. That is wild. <laughs> that is wild that it looks so <laughs> I'm like, the elephant it's looks like real. PlayStation 1 uh, graphics. Block graphics. His eyes are like shadows. <laughs> um, I think that's also, though, because a lot of that was practical effects, too. Yeah. So God. that always helps. Lost yeah. Yeah, I would yeah. say I would say for me it's a, an, eight, an 8 or a 9. because. Uh, but other than the CGI, I feel like everything holds up. They do a really good job yeah. of the pacing of introducing each character and not giving you the same information you learned in their solo movies, but giving you like enough... You know, whatever. I I think it's a really good 
movie as far as... I have given every movie so far a 10 out of 10 as a bit. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But I would give this a 10 out of 10. I mean, look, it's not ground... I mean, it is groundbreaking in in many ways, actually. For what it was when it came out, yeah. But, like, it's not Schindler's List. It's not something that's going to change your life or impart some new perspective. Sure. But as far as comic book movies go... Yeah. It is pretty perfect. Yeah. You care about every character, with the exception of Clint. You care (laughs) about what's happening to them. You care about the... It's just so... I loved it. So let's ask some of our other questions. Sure. All right. So we tend to ask... Well, let's start with one that is... I don't think we need to take a ton of time on it because most of the... We've seen these people before, but we do like to talk about their costumes. Mm Mm-hmm. Was there anything that stood out to you as like a cool new costume or anything? Everybody's kind of wearing very similar things. Some of it's changed, Mm -hmm. but very similar to their first movies. We kind of talked about this. It's weird to us that you would think the 40s version of Captain America would be the bright, bright blue, right? Super campy, super like... But his his first movie costume was more like gritty and warrior than I this loved, movie. I, I yeah. personally loved the Cap movie yeah. suit versus his Avengers suit. And but when I you guess and Bill the helmet, not a designer. Well, Bill right. Has yeah. <laughs> and here's the other thing: is like when you watch them back to back. Yes. It's really evident. You're like, why is this man in spandex out here? Aren't these aliens? Yeah. They got razors yeah. for armor. Right. Instead of like not Kevlar, but like a. Uh, uh, it's just a very different material, yeah. obviously, and it just looks—it's it, visually more appealing as well. Yeah, he looks like a like Amanda said, not like a like a warrior, but like a, a soldier mm-hmm. versus like almost like a mascot. Yeah. in yeah. in the Avengers movie. Yeah, but I like I, his later costumes more. They oh yeah, they yeah. get so good. So I don't yeah I don't know that anybody had any takeaway. I mean like. <clears throat> Nat's costume in the second Avengers movie is like a, a big difference, but this one was pretty similar to her other mm-hmm. ones. Yeah. Um, Thor's was pretty similar. I think they brought in those the 80s shoulder pads just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I will say the CGI of Hulk was much better than mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I personally, I'm sorry for Edward Norton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that he wasn't able to continue, but I adore Mark Ruffalo. Mark yeah. Ruffalo. I think he was a perfect recast. He's yeah. so cute. Yeah, his little He's, like nerdy, nervous energy. I yeah. love so it. Oh, good. He balances the team. Like, I feel like I liked Edward Norton, but it's not, it's a different dynamic with yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Absolutely. Well, and it's crazy how when you look at your talking, you know, type costume CGI, when you look at the images of like Edward Norton's Hulk and Mark Ruffalo's Hulk, <clears throat> You see their features. You can tell. There's a moment where the Hulk looks over his shoulder, and I'm like, "To Nat when he yeah. first changes, and I'm like, yeah, that's Mark Ruffalo in there, yeah, yeah." yeah. yeah. <laughs> Part of me is like, "Get out, Mark, yeah, <laughs> get out of there." Oh. oh, and didn't you say you were talking about Lou Ferrigno? Is this? I don't know if it's true, but I saw like a fun fact online, and I haven't fact checked it. But they were saying that Lou Ferrigno, the actor who played mm-hmm. the Incredible Hulk in the TV show way back when, that he was. He helped with the voice of Hulk in this movie. That's and wild. So I was trying to listen. I read that before we were watched the movie, and I was trying to hear it, and I couldn't. And I, yeah. like I said, I haven't looked it up. But that's so I don't know if 
he it was all him or if it was him and Mark and they read the same line. Or if he was just coaching or if, Mark. Yeah, or... so I don't know how he was involved, but they said God. he helped with the voicing on The Avengers. Good for Lou. Mm-hmm. They should keep bringing him back. They brought him back in that movie. He was a security guard. Yes. Yeah, talking Loki, to Stan Lee. his hair was a huge improvement because we when we watched the Thor. All the hair in Asgard. There's hair. been some new Ooh. hair designers yes. in Asgard. <laughs> yes. they, they've gotten, they took some notes when they came to the yep. Earth. <laughs> and I think everyone realized that Loki was the real heart throb at the end of the movie when he says I'll have that drink now and he just like looks up yeah. out of the corner of the eye with that little smirk I was like and this is when everyone that's where he won America's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um all right we've talked about this a little bit who has hot dad energy in this movie for me, it's Captain America because he's very much the he's, Ugh, he's he's like for me the part that we were we were like yes <laughs> my god okay but you gotta admit Chris Evans is hot Chris Evans is gorgeous yes and so the part that like we were like at first it was you know hey stop it we were like hot dad energy but yeah. then the other part was when they they referenced the Wizard of Oz <laughs> flying monkeys and Thor goes flying monkeys. And then Chris Evans goes, I get that one. Yeah. I get that reference. So and funny. you're like, yeah, that's something your yeah. dad would do. Like you could picture <laughs> you could picture Chris Evans at the end of the day when he's not wearing his suit, wearing a fanny pack and and white socks up to yeah. his shin, walking around. Like that's You know who had there were two people in this movie, now that I watch these movies, I can't help but these questions pop into my mind as I'm watching them. I couldn't help but feel like there were two people who really surprised me who gave me hot dad energy. Phil Coulson. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, well, I was like, why am I horny for him? <laughs> and then also that when Samuel L. Jackson says that line of like, let mm-hmm. me know if Real Power wants a magazine, I was like, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson in his 60s in this movie could still get it. <laughs> um, but none of the actual Avengers really, I was like, no. they are all so much the Avengers in this movie mm-hmm. that it felt like, I felt disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I've never had any qualms about being disrespectful before. <laughs> All right, so in this movie, who is or could be replaced by Rosie O'Donnell and Danny DeVito? See, okay. I, I know you asked this, and I've been racking my brain yeah. since I watched this movie. It's okay. hard and with the Marvels. This hard. And <laughs> so I had a completely different answer before, but in my head just now, because we talked about this guy, I could see Danny DeVito being that guy that like was like, you have a condition. Yes. <laughs> that would be like, so funny. That just popped into my head, but it was yeah. not, it would not have been my answer previous to this. Right. Cause I, I don't know. If it's I really hard. One. Yeah. I, I was thinking about this before today, just in case this was one of the questions I was like, is he going to ask this still? Like, yeah. it's, I'm not mad about it, but like who would be, <laughs> and because with voice acting, it's a little different because they can be any character. Whereas yeah. Physical acting, you're literally pitching Jenna DeVito or Rosie Donald. So I was like, okay, just now, this like within a little bit, uh, uh, Danny DeVito is um, Samuel Jackson. So he's this little dude, <laughs> this little so dude, uh, <laughs> bossing all the Avengers around, yeah. coming up to like Thor's like waist, like and you know, and pu- well, putting his finger to his chest, like yeah. listen here, you you know whatever. That's. So and that then, is him. And then replace, uh, with Rosie O'Donnell, replace Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, okay, let's dissect. Let's talk about Danny Rosie DeVito. Rosie and the horns. Danny DeVito would still, be, he would be just as funny with like, <laughs> let me know if real power wants to Right? Yeah. So good. Yeah. And um, Rosie O'Donnell would be so funny as Loki. I, I would, I'm going to copy your answer for Danny DeVito. For Rosie, I do think she'd be funny as Loki. I would also cast Rosie as Thor. <laughs> <laughs> I think 
but I just think she'd bring something different than Chris brings, and it would be very funny. And I don't think I have an answer for my uh, my Rosie O'Donnell. It would it's, be hilarious to see her as Black Widow. I yeah, think like it's really difficult because it's really truly is just the Avengers Avengers in this movie. I mean, like even the bad guys are just like some generic space things. I right. think I will cast her as. Um, Patron running from diner number three. As the waitress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. I think that uh, she'll bring something new to that I role. think she'd deliver that monologue at the end very, very well. <laughs> be a good fresh start for Rosie. Oh, and then that's essentially it. Thank you both so much for being here. Yeah. I Thanks hope you guys had fun. Yes. Oh, oh, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Disney Adult is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. That is thetridentnetwork.com. And also, don't forget to follow Disney Adult on Instagram at at disney.adult.podcast.